WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Time right now, 818. You're listening to WGNS on this Friday morning, today, the 18th of November. And from Orosa Care in studio with us this morning, we have Aaron Keo Rankin. And uh, you brought guests with you from Smith Wright Law Firm. I absolutely did. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. A little cold. But, oh, uh, good. I love this weather, though. This it, is, it's the time of year, right? right? Sweaters, sweatshirts, all that there stuff. There you go. Layer up and drink that hot cocoa. That's Nothing right. I like it. Yes, I did. I, uh, Scott, I brought in some uh, two awesome, awesome professional ladies here, Sonia Wright, as well as Kristen Harvey. They are um, just down the street with Smith Wright Law. And um, yeah, so I thought that, you know, with the holidays here, it is uh, family members are gathering, friends are gathering around the table and conversations galore, right? You anticipate those conversations. So I thought, hmm, I think it's always a good time during the holidays to talk about just make plans you know as we approach the end of the year we look at new year's resolutions and what have you so what perfect opportunity you have a captive audience let's just talk to our loved ones especially our mom and dad grandparents our loved ones that are seniors let's talk about next steps estate planning let's talk about the what if situations and because of that um i I thought it would just really be wonderful to have sonia and Kristen here to really educate us from a legal perspective what they see what they have seen um in their practice with seniors and how to navigate that conversation with our loved ones definitely and of course estate planning is something really that everybody out there true should be thinking about at some point regardless of your age right Definitely. yeah absolutely yeah um thanks again for having us this morning and, sure um, we love re- working with Arosa. we were actually talking this morning um i have personally experienced Arosa's love and care mm-hmm. and uh, for a family member and we, we had a situation this week so it was it's good to have them um out there helping with care management and different things like that for your family um, and yeah, we, we have worked with them closely because estate planning is so important and making sure that healthcare powers of attorney in place and, and different things like that um, to make sure that you've, you've got what you need, whether you're old or young. So good point on that, Scott. So I'm, I'm curious, at what point should somebody start really thinking about estate planning? I mean, should it be literally the day they get married or, or is it years later after you buy that first house? Um, after you have kids, when do you start thinking about it? There's really different reasons for all those points in your life to have it. I would say definitely when you have kids, the reason there is going to be to have a guardian named for your kids if something were to happen to, to both you and your spouse. But even before that, if you have a house and you're single and you know, who do you want that to go to if something happens to you? So we definitely tried to talk to all of our clients throughout, you know, every year at least to see because changes happen in your life. There's different reasons you might want to update your estate plan. But 
I, I would say um, there's really no wrong time to have it. The sooner the better. Definitely. And Aaron, I know I heard you on the air before with Bart talking about estate planning and, and mm-hmm. how important it is to not only do it, but also keep it up to date. Absolutely. You know, like just like Kristen said, anytime there's a life-changing event, um, you know, if, if you adopt a child or if there's a divorce or have a new baby in the family, whatever, anything of that nature, I think it's really important to broach that, uh, address that, right, and, and have that conversation. And oftentimes, uh, from from our perspective, um, working with seniors, I mean, with Arosa, we can certainly serve as healthcare power of attorney. Oftentimes, that happens when the senior um, has loved ones, adult children that are out of state, and they're not easily accessible in the event there's an unforeseen situation, an emergency situation, and and a decision needs to be made. So that those are perfect opportunities for Arosa to step in. Um, we have been called. I mean, our my colleagues and myself, we're all um, licensed in our particular field, whether it be nursing, social work, counseling, physical therapy, what have you. But be that as it may, we like to look at ourselves as the professional daughter. Yeah. And so we will advocate for our client. So it's really good to have a plan in place. And you, it, it's very fluid, so it's nothing, right, ladies? I mean, right. you know, right? So, so it's fluid, so you can change it at any time, but for it, everything has to be legal, right, on, on the up and up with that. Well, yeah. and we tell clients that, that when they come in, you know, a lot of times, um, and I think we're a little different in that sense, that sometimes people will say, oh, come in, get your will done, and then you're done, your client's done. And that's not the relationship we want. Um, we want to talk about the whole picture with them. We want to talk about, are you doing the right things to protect those assets as you move forward? Um, so not necessarily, you know, there's more to estate planning than signing a will, I guess is what I'm saying. And I think it's important. Um, and like Krista mentioned, we try to follow up with our clients um at least once a year and usually twice a year and just see what changes have have come up and there's also changes that happen in the law Um, Mm and we had some changes this year and um that happened in july and so kristen drafted up something that we sent out to the clients to let them know hey does this affect you and if it does you might need to come in and talk to us because things do change now we we had a question texted in and by the way folks can text us at 615-893-1450 And the question was about setting up a trust and it asked, should I set up a trust? I do have two children, grown children, and I didn't know if setting up a trust would be a better idea for not only my house, but everything that my wife and I have invested in over the years. We get that question a lot. And there's several reasons to have a trust. And so we can talk about that a little bit, but I would say that a trust isn't always necessary, but some reasons why you might want one. Number one, when you pass away, whether you have a will or you don't have a will, your estate is most likely going to go through probate. And some people want to avoid probate because those documents can be public record. It can sometimes lead to confrontation or conflicts between families. So if they want to avoid probate, you could have your assets in a trust and trust goes outside of probate. If you want creditor protection, um, that's another reason to possibly have that. In your trust, you can allow for um, what might happen to your assets if you're disabled but not deceased. You know, Mm -hmm. you can plan more and have more control over that with a trust. And so there's 
potential tax reasons, there's the creditor reasons, there's the privacy reasons. Um, so as I said, it's not always necessary, but it, it can be really helpful depending on how you want your assets to assets to pass and what your goals are for estate planning so like a true lawyer we would say it depends right right? (laughs) we would have to go in and actually talk to that family and see what their needs are we don't like to just create documents to create documents so um and just like yesterday we had a a lady that called in um needing a probate and i was like well let's talk about it you may not need probate you know if if the assets um are held in a certain way we might be able just to transfer those over and not go through the probate process um luckily here in tennessee probate is very easy we've got an excellent judge judge gilly and his staff um uh, lisa bell and 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 they just do a great job over here at the rutherford county um, probate court so they make the process so easy and um so caring for loved ones so while that is definitely one of the reasons is to avoid probate luckily here in tennessee and especially in our county we've got a great um, judiciary that handles the probates and it can be so overwhelming it can right? be i mean mm-hmm. for those of us it, just the lay people i mean it's like what what comes first the chicken or the egg right so that's where it's beautiful to have professionals such as yourselves that we can just tap into and say okay i need your help walk alongside me and and tell me exactly what what is the best route to take and it is not a one-size-fits-all right that's right a lot of a lot of attorneys will kind of force the trust issue because Mm. it is more expensive than a will Mm. so that's just something we like to talk about as Sonia said we don't do a trust just to do it Mm -hmm. Um, there's reasons why so we want to work through that with you and make sure it's the right choice for what you need from Scott my understanding is from a probate situation really you are looking at what a year I mean so for individuals so that perhaps is one reason why people want to avoid probate Right. right. Probate does take some time and, um, you know, it can differ on, you know, up to a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason that no, most of the time as an attorney, you you want it to last for a year is because of the creditor period, because creditors can't come a year after the date of death. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times you will let the probate lap, you know, go through if you've got any concerns. And if you don't, then you can close the probate sooner. Um, but the probate process, just in general, you do have an absolute four month pro- creditor period anyway. Okay. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right it does take more time whereas if you had things you know already accessible right um, through another means you could access them quicker and we do have ways that we would talk through that as well to avoid probate even if you do have a will you can title your assets if they're held jointly then that's automatically going to pass upon death if you have any type of accounts where you name beneficiaries such as your IRAs or 401ks life insurance you know those are also going to pass outside of probate if you have your beneficiaries designated correctly. So that's also going to add some convenience that maybe the time of probate could seem intimidating, but if you have your some of your funds held that way where it's going to pass outside of probate, they can have access, your loved ones can have access a little quicker to that. Mm-hmm. Again, with us this morning, first with Arosa Care, Aaron Keo Rankin, and then Aaron, of course, you brought with you uh, so- uh, Sonia Wright and Kristen Harvey and Y'all are with, again, Smith Wright Law Firm here in town, and we're talking about estate planning. And uh, with the whole idea of setting up a trust whenever you are doing estate planning, I, I want to go back to what you were talking about in protection from 
creditors. Mm -hmm. And if you, maybe you have a family member who you're leaving your estate to, you're leaving your house, your whatever investments you have to, and they perhaps have a a lot of bills and Mm -hmm. they have creditors coming after them for whatever reason, does that trust fully protect that that money that you worked a lifetime to save up when passing it down to your son to your daughter does it fully protect that money so that your son or or daughter could use it to pay off those bills on their own so we always say um you know you can you can plan and do everything you can do but you can't keep people from coming after it if that makes sense but in general yes if you do the do correct planning you can protect those assets we have people um, and unfortunately, I feel like we've seen it more often in the last couple of years of having um, family members that are coming in um, and they may have one child that has some sort of drug addiction or some mm-hmm. sort of problem, unfortunately. Um, and so we've, we've definitely been seeing the trusts that are set up for them. Number one, just to protect themselves from not using that money in an unwise way, but also because of those kind of issues that they're worried about. Well, what if they, you know, end up and they have a a bunch of loans going on or if there's something going on with even criminal defense costs and things like that and um, so there are ways to set those up depending on the situation to hopefully protect those assets and to do what you said protect you know something that you've worked for all those years and so you would have a trustee who would say I guess to that son or daughter you know yes you can use the money for this or no you cannot use the money for this and kind of guard over it Uh, But at the same time, there's so many out there who have been responsible throughout their life, but yet they do have tons of debt because of a medical problem that Mm -hmm. came up. And if a parent is looking at that child saying, you know, I want to protect my child, so I I see the need of setting up this trust to protect them because I know they battled through, let's say, cancer, for example. Uh, that does leave a lot of people in debt. So it, it would be a real gift for that parent to protect that child by having that trust. Absolutely. Yeah. And that that's definitely, you know, something to consider. Um, medical issues, um, health issues, um, even just family issues, right, that can go on um, even with divorce. We've had families that say, you know, I'm worried that I've had a child that's had, you know, several divorces and I want to make sure that he doesn't lose that in a divorce. So mm-hmm. there's de- there's all kinds of reasons why people try to set it up to make sure that their money is being used for what they want it to be used for, which is usually their loved one, right? Yeah. And that loved one, Scott, too, can actually be a special needs individual, a, a child that we, with Arosa, we have received numerous calls. Um, we actually... Um, take care of seniors, right, but also adults with special needs. And so it's not uncommon for a roaster to receive a phone call from a senior who is up in age and said, okay, I would like to assign you all as my son's health care power of attorney. He is a special needs person, right? And so with that, then who do you recommend that uh, from a legal perspective that I need to ensure that my child, who is 40-something years old, that 
he is not going to burn through this money. I need a conservator. I need a health care power of attorney. I need to make sure that my child is cared for. That's so, right. And yeah. you want the money <clears throat> to go towards taking care of them. That's if, right. If they're on any kind of needs-based That's benefits, right. you know, you want to protect from that as well. So there's multiple reasons for a special needs trust or even yep. a special needs provision within your, your whole living trust. It can really come in useful and helpful for a mm-hmm. situation like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I love the words you used earlier, Scott, gift, because it is. It's a gift of conversation and a, a gift that you are, a legacy that you're leaving, right? protecting your loved ones and then i'm curious when do you decide or how do you decide if i need to put together just a basic will or if i need to put together something much more extensive that does involve a trust and then a trustee and then how am i going to pay that trustee in the years that i'm no longer here well, you can be your own trustee for, for a revocable trust. There's different kinds. We don't have to get into all of that. But um, you can be the own the trustee of your own trust while you're still alive and make those decisions. And a trustee, after you pass away, can, can get paid for it. Or if you choose to use someone in your family, they don't always have to get paid. Um, but in deciding whether you would need just a regular will or a trust, you can think about the state is going to make sure that your state goes some way or another. So it has a certain way in Tennessee that your assets will pass if you didn't have a will. And you may be fine with that. It may be directly to your spouse if you have a spouse living when you pass away and then to your kids. Um, if you have a spouse and kids, you know, maybe you have two kids, it goes to your two kids and then to your spouse, thirds. There's different ways that the, that the state will pass. And if you're happy with that, there may be nothing that you need to do. A simple will could be good because you would want to still name your executor who's going to be in charge of distributing those assets and handling probate and all of that. But if it's going to get a little more complicated, if you want to have any kind of control over that after you pass away, if you have concerns like that, that's when you would want to start thinking about a trust is if maybe you don't want your kids to get all the assets right at once or you want it to last further generations. There's all sorts of things that might come into play for that choice. And again this morning, talking about estate planning, and with us today from Arosa Care, Aaron Keo Rankin, and then also with us from Smith Wright Law Firm, Sonia Wright and Kristen Harvey. And we have to take a short break, but when we come back, and Aaron, I know you've seen this, one of the most important reasons for a will is to keep family members from arguing back and forth and <laughs> trying to say, no, mom left me this. Yes. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about that when we come back from this break. Time right now, 836, and the temperature outside is at 32 degrees in downtown Murfreesboro. Stay with us. More coming up. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Brandon. I am the drum instructor at Music World Drummer's Den. What Dave and I try to do, because we're drummers, is hands-on experience. We let you come back in the drum room so you can try drums out before you buy them, because online you can't do that. Taking private lessons... We jumpstart you a lot quicker than you can on YouTube. A lot of people try to watch YouTube and take lessons. We're hands-on. The Music World in Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. 
Broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios, MTE supplies power to the station's 328-foot tower in downtown Murfreesboro. MTE, serving to make life better since 1936. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans and now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good morning. We still see quite a bit of traffic volume as expected here on 24 Westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area coming in from Rutherford County into Davidson. It's uh, crowded over here on 40, but at least it's moving uh, by the airport there at Donaldson Pike. Now that wreck is still over to the far right-hand side on 40 Westbound at Donaldson Pike, but again, you're able to get up through there a little bit better than you was April 15, 20 minutes ago. Princess Hot Chicken is catering this holiday season. Log on to princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We click in with traffic, news, and weather bulletins anytime. Good Neighbor Talk is your 24-7 connection. WTNS, AM, FM, and online. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.39, you're listening to WGNS again on this Friday morning, today, the 18th of November. And with us from Orosa Care, we have Aaron Keo-Rankin, and then also with us from Smith Wright Law Firm, Sonia Wright and Kristen Harvey. And again, Aaron talking about estate planning. And before that break, I mentioned one of the big reasons for a will is to make sure family members don't fight over everything. That's right. Keep it between the ditches. That's what that's what <laughs> I like to say, right? The family dynamics, it's just so beautifully unique, right? And and, and no one it's not a one size fits all. And so that's where I I, I encourage family members um give Arosa a call. As a care manager, we'll be more than happy to go in and help navigate that conversation and uh, play referee if we need to be need to but the bottom line is really finding out what your needs are what your wishes are and then how do we put that in place who are the 
proper uh, players to make this happen. Um, you know, as I said earlier, you know, it's the holiday time, and as we approach the new year, it is not uncommon for people to make their New Year's resolutions and what have you. It's a new year, and it's always an opportunity to have a conversation about those difficult topics. For some family members, it's not as difficult, and that would be as far as, you know, where you are medically. Um, let's just be real with it, you know, health-wise and all. And then also, what would you, in the event that something were to happen to you, what would you like to see happen? Meaning, do you want full code? Do you want to uh, DNR, do not resuscitate? And where are those documents located in the house? I'm sure that we all have been to the doctor at one point or another, and the doctor says, do you have your, you know, plan in place, your living will or what have you? Um, so it's really important that you have those documents in place. Let someone, whether it be your spouse, your uh, adult child, whomever that you trust, a neighbor, let them know exactly where your medical documents are. I cannot tell you how many times that, you know, we have been with a family member in their house and an event took place. You call 911 and, of course, by law, right, EMS is going to show up and they're going to say, especially as a senior, you know, what's the code status here? And if no one could speak to that and there's no proof of DNR or full code, they're going to go ahead and initiate that is what that is their right so we want to prevent any unnecessary and unwanted activities to take place so, so communication is key all of that would be included with the overall estate planning i guess yeah absolutely Go yeah ahead. we normally when a client comes in and wants to talk about estate planning we normally recommend that four documents be done and and i think Kristen can probably speak to what she does on that we yes we would recommend your will of course which is what mm -hmm. applies after you passed away but also your healthcare power of attorney yep. your durable power of attorney for finances yes. that handles everything else and then your living will as you said those four documents encompass our estate planning package that that we would recommend mm -hmm. you know I, I think it's important to point out it, just because you're putting in writing you know hey I want my son my, my nephew whoever to to make those medical decisions for me if something happens and I'm not able to just because you're putting that in writing it doesn't mean you're also allowing them to see your whole estate you're not right allowing them to see exactly what they may or may not inherit at that same time yeah and I do think um, you know you're talking about broaching it with families and I think that 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 is hard and and we do see a lot of people in fact the the last couple of weeks we've been talking about all the people trying to get their wills done before the end of the year because it's been on their yeah, to-do list right. all year long and I do think it's it's something important to get into place but yeah you're absolutely right with that of just um, you know making sure that that things are in the right place and that the people have been selected and and they do not have to know that information um, you know we have a lot of clients that come in and and say I want to write my will but I don't really know my I don't want my kids knowing what's going on and you know our our client privilege is with the client and um, 
they can even leave the will with us if they want to. We were talking about that, making sure someone has access to mm-hmm. it. Um, we do normally, if the family all gets along, we do normally you know, encourage them to go ahead and give a copy to whoever their executor is going to be. But that's really something up to the family member. And the health care power of attorney doesn't show them the estate at all. That just no. You're exactly right, Scott. That just lets them know who to make decisions if I'm not able to make it. And we do encourage um, clients that come in to go ahead and give those health care powers attorney to the person that's going to be responsible if something happens Yes. To Aaron's point, so that you're not hunting through things or looking mm-hmm. for things and wondering, what did mom want? You know, what did dad want? Mm-hmm. And it is an awkward conversation, as you said, but it's so important to do that on the front end. We, I had a friend um, a few weeks ago who asked for a health care power of attorney for her dad, and he had just been in a car accident. And he was not able to make any decisions or sign anything. And at that point, it's too late for a power right. of attorney. So it's that's one of those that you want to be on the front end and, and be prepared for something like that. And it's worth the awkward conversation. Yeah. And that's why it doesn't matter what age, you know, really mm-hmm. what age. It's it's always important to have those decisions in place, because if you don't, somebody's going to make them for you and you're not going to have control of that. Well, and I think about, too, that just the holiday season, there's just a high traffic, right? Right. So the, the more people on the road, the more opportunity uh, for people to let their guard down and accidents might you might see an uptick in accidents and all. So truly, we just want to put a plan in place. Better to have it, not need it versus need it and not have it exactly right now you know here in rutherford county the the community has grown like crazy over Mm. the last 20 30 years so those who may be retired they have a house that they paid four hundred thousand dollars for let's say 20 years ago this is more of a reason to have a will because that four hundred thousand dollar house now may be worth a million dollars easily so I, i think sometimes people don't really think about I have this much value in whatever it is I own. They may just see it as it's a house we've lived in for the last 20 years. There's not much to it. But the reality is there is a lot more to it. There is. And that's a really good point. I I think we have people that say, oh, I don't need a will. I don't have anything. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. have to your point. All I've got is this house. And they don't realize the value of what they have. Um, But also, again, you know, something Kristen talked about earlier, it's a way for you to control where your where your hard work money goes and your your things that you've earned. And you may even have special um, sentimental things. Uh, We have people that will come in and say, you know, I've got this ring. It's really not valuable, but it's been in the family forever. And it was my great, great whoever's. And um, they want to leave it to someone that's going to take care of it. So there's lots of different reasons why you should should plan ahead and make sure that those things are going where you want them to go. Right. And, you know, we're, we're talking about individuals with homes and all. But it all this also applies to individuals that don't own a home that are renting. Right. So it applies to everyone, whomever has anything that of value to them that they want to pass on. It's important to have that conversation. And this actually came up recently as well um, with someone I know where you can decide to just leave your house. Some some people have said, oh, I want to just leave my house to my daughter and she have it automatically now. I'll go ahead and give it to her now so I don't have to go through the will and all that. But there are advantages to a will additional to what we've already talked about in that if you and Sonia can help me explain this better, but if if you leave it to someone now, give it to them while you're both alive, 
Well, whenever that person goes to sell the house, they're going to pay the taxes on it from the time that the first person bought it. So if it's appreciated, you know, if it's mm. now worth a million dollars, that's quite a bit of capital gains taxes. And if you leave it to them, it's always better to inherit tax-wise. So that's just something else to think about. It's a pretty significant difference. And we don't get into all the tax part. Yeah, we always say we don't give tax advice. Right. I can just say there's the advantage of that. Yeah. So something else to think about. Yeah, but the, yeah, it definitely helps if you can get that, what they call the, the step up in basis. It seems like there's about a million things to think about uh, almost mm-hmm. all at once when really putting together that estate plan. Right. Yes, Lots of details go into it and and not just, you know, those kinds of things like what are your assets? Um, we always talk about we need to know who your people are so that we know, you know, where things need to go, what you have so that we know what to protect and and um, then who you want to be in charge of delegating that out. Yeah. So on that first appointment where that potential client meets with you to just talk about a will, what should they bring with them? Should they prepare a list ahead of time saying, well, this is what I would like to see happen? Or or do they just show up empty handed and say, I don't know where to start? So Ashley in our office, I'll give a shout out to Ashley. I think her and Sierra are listening in this morning. Ashley is our is our office manager and helps us a lot with the intake on those. And when we have somebody call in and Kristen and I, once we've talked to them and they do want to move forward with that plan, Ashley reaches out to them and has a questionnaire that she can go through with that individual um, to kind of get some of that information in place and figure out what assets they have and what they need to bring in uh, with them to meet with us. So, yeah, we have a questionnaire that we send out, and um, you can do it on your own, although sometimes people want someone to walk through it with them, and then that gives us an idea of what we need to be asking them to bring in for that first meeting. Yeah, and, you know, one thing, Kristen, you had made mention earlier as far as the healthcare power of attorney and the financial power of attorney. With AROSA, we will serve as your healthcare power of attorney, but there is a clear delineation from the finances. We will not tap into your finance. We don't serve in that capacity. So that's where we will defer and refer out or what have you. But isn't it fair to say that there it's really good, even if they weren't with AROSA, it's always best within a family. I know that family members, they have a, a child who's a CPA or who is more financially savvy. So they'll choose that individual as their financial power of attorney. And then another individual that is more savvy in the healthcare industry. So I think it's probably best, right, what we've seen, that there be a clear separation so the, the waters aren't muddied down the road. That totally depends on the situation. Right. There's sometimes, yes, that is the ideal if, if you have someone. if And it's okay, too, if the same person is both, but it can definitely make it easier if there's the separation of who's kind of in that field, yeah. for sure. Again, this morning, talking about estate planning and with Arosa Care, we have Aaron Keo Rankin, and then also with Smith Wright Law Firm, we have Sonia Wright and Kristen Harvey. And uh, again, estate planning... I guess it doesn't have to be extremely difficult or confusing if you go to the right place to get the right answers. So that being said, can it be pretty easy and pretty cut and dry? Yes. We, we think it can be. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think it's just a matter of you deciding what you want to do with your assets and, and with your things when you pass. But yes, I think it can be a really easy process. And I feel like... Um, 
it was it was fun i guess last friday we met with a lady and when we got done she was hugging all over Kristen, and i was like well i guess that was a successful meeting (laughs) Um, because (laughs) because i guess you know it does feel good to get that off your plate and to make sure that you've got your wishes uh, known and in place and i think for that lady uh it had definitely been weighing on her so yeah it can be a totally and that's what she actually said that was the reason she was hugging all over Kristen's. oh this was really easy i should have done this sooner mm-hmm. so and, and how long does it usually take let's say for the average person how long does it take to put that wheel together from from start to finish when planning what to do with your estate well, we would, as Sonia said, do the intake, and, and once we get it back from you, we would set up a call or meeting in person. Um, we can usually set that up within the next week um, from the time that you call. And then after the meeting, after we have everything that we need to, to move forward with drafting, it can take anywhere from a week, maybe two weeks right now, um, as we're getting closer to the end of the year. But it really, it can be done in a couple weeks. Now, I know when we started off the show this morning, you mentioned probate and how it may go through probate for a period of 12 months. During that time period, if other family members come in and say, no, I think they really wanted this to go to me, which does happen more often than not, I guess. If that does occur, can you put things into the wheel ahead of time to say, if this happens, this is what we're going to do next, or this is what the lawyer is going to do next? Yeah, unfortunately, that does come up. And um, the other side of my practice is I'm a litigator, which means I'm, I'm a trial lawyer. And unfortunately, I have been involved in those situations. And so um, when I started seeing that happen, we actually recommended that within the firm, there's something called a, um, a no contest provision that you can put into your will. And um, so that it hopefully, you know, like I said, you can't prevent people from suing or doing whatever, but at least you've got some some mechanisms in place that at least make made them back up from it. But basically a no contest provision would say, hey, if you come in and start disputing this will, then you're just cut out from it completely. Um, and I do think that that affects people. That's um, fair. Yeah. And, and has some, some clout there. Um, but yes, just making sure that those kind of things are in place, I think, does protect the will. And a trust also can... Can, can have, avoid that altogether. Yeah. Right, oh. right. If there, there can still be some contesting of a trust, but it's, it's much less common and much harder to do. And these are all good reasons why you need to go to a lawyer for sure to put together that will and go to a lawyer that that knows what they're doing and and has done this many times before. Let me ask y'all this as far as we've all seen those commercials about uh, you can download this document, right? And just have it signed. Is it, is that legal? I mean, is it legit? It is. I I don't want to totally discount that, but I will say very rarely is it done correctly. There's just certain ways that you have to do it in Tennessee to make it legal and it's it's Tennessee has very specific rules about signing a will as far as your witnesses that need to be present what they need to sign Um, there's also something called a self-attesting affidavit that again helps with the will contest um, because it's presumed that the will is valid if you have that sort of affidavit attached to your will so there's definitely things that if you don't know those steps, um, 
you can kind of flub it along the way. Well, yeah, even when you're speaking as far as uh, the Tennessee, every state's different. Right. So right. here, Scott, we have all these individuals moving in to Rutherford County. Yay! But we also, I, we would encourage individuals, look at this. We, this is a mm-hmm. time, let's reassess um, our living will or DNR, full code, what have you. There is a wonderful document called Five Wishes. And so I would encourage individuals to look that up. Um, but that really is A through Z, really defines, you know, word for word what your wishes are do you want this check here so on and so forth and so i believe that it's just a couple of other states that it's it does not transfer from state to state but yeah that's definitely one where it's the new year we're approaching the new year let's have that conversation can you also set exact times when let's say your your child or your brother whoever it is who's inheriting something exact times of Mm -hmm. when they will inherit it like at age 55 this Mm -hmm. is when they'll get this at age 65 they'll receive this yes you can that goes back to trust like we talked about having more control over it and you can do that even within your will if you don't want to have a full separate trust you can do what's called a testamentary trust inside your will that just comes into existence once you've passed away so either testamentary or living will yes i mean sorry or living trust, yes, you can have more control over that and specify ages, milestones, however you would like to do. And and that gives a lot of peace of mind to people as well. And how well does that hold up in court? In other words, could that family member go to the judge and say, no, I really need this right now, as opposed to waiting another 10 years for it? The courts will honor the trust, so and they'll honor the will document. So that those are usually upheld unless there's some reason, you know, that 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 they that they wouldn't be, such as if, if they were making some argument that mom was, was crazy when she said I needed to be fifty five and, and could prove that, then maybe you could argue against it. But um I, I think in general the courts are gonna uphold those types of provisions. And I think the courts are mindful of that anyway. I mean we have you know, guardianships and conservatorships. Yes. And she talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, and the court wants to make sure that, especially in Tennessee, I think our courts are very keen on making sure that the wishes of the will are carried out. Well, and in all fairness, you know, as a senior, we certainly want to protect that senior and ensure that they are cognitively intact, right? Were right. they fully aware um, when they signed this document? So I would imagine that's something that down the pike, somebody say, oh, she, you know, had dementia or she had that diagnosis. Yes. How do y'all broach that We subject? are very careful with that and always on the lookout to make yes. sure that there's no undue influence make sure that they're aware of what they're doing and that what they want is what happens we meet with them separately just yes. them no kids um yeah because we don't want there to they be didn't sign under that. duress exactly right exactly yeah. 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 Th- this can all be very confusing i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> but if anybody has any questions I-, I guess what's the best thing to do first because we're almost out of time now well, we're happy for anybody to ever reach out to the office and give us a shout. Um, our number is 615-800-4747. Um, you can also look us up on the website, um, and we're happy to approach it by email or phone call. We do like to meet with our with our people in person. I just think that you know, it's always important to meet in person, make sure we're a good fit for them and they're a good fit for us. And you can always reach out to us at AROSA, 615 uh, 615-848. 6774. We are just uh, down the street here from the station. We're at Uptown Square. You can always look us up at 
rosacare.com. And Scott, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I just thank you for giving us this time this morning. And ladies, thank you so much for sharing your time and your expertise and your passion and serving our seniors. And thank you both. Thank you all for joining us this morning. Time right now, 9 o'clock. Our guests today have been with Arosa Care, Aaron Keel Rankin, and then also with the Smith Wright Law Firm, Sonia Wright and Kristen Harvey. Time right now, again, 9 o'clock. News comes your way in just a minute, right here on WGNS. Time again right now, 9 o'clock on today, Friday, the 18th of November.